Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you. On a Friday morning, thanks for starting the weekend with us and joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or at Brupolo uh, over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Riceville. Yeah, we're, we're trying to drink coffee. I'd eat rice. Yeah, can't make coffee out Definitely of rice. Definitely don't want to drink rice. No, gosh, no. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it don't work. There you go. Wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. It's just a click away at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Order it. They'll ship it right to your door. And don't forget, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative every time that you guys do that. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you guys are looking for. The holiday season is upon us, gentlemen, ladies. You've got to start thinking about what you're going to get your family. If you're a family of Bulldogs, they've got great selections at College Corner. If you want to put something up, you know, something for mom to put in the house, something for dad to put on his truck, or just some great new polos or caps, they've got it all right there at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by feet, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Ho, oh. Flowwood by the Half Shell. We are just Howwood, Howwood by the Flaff Shell. All right, have you never been there? It's great. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, start. That could have been t- Testaurant Ryler there if I just wanted to keep that thing going there. Let's not uh, do that. Let's not. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. Guys, when you want to have a great meal in the city of Starkville, I, I can't give it a stronger recommendation than do it at Restaurant Tyler. The special occasion is the dinner when you go to Restaurant Tyler. Fantastic stuff, fantastic people, and of course, some of my favorite meals in this town. Great steaks, pasta, chicken, vegetarian options there for dinner, great desserts, great appetizers. What's not to like? Next time you need to have a big meal, make it Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. Visit PriorityOneBank.com to uh, find the location nearest you. Community banking, guys, it's a big deal. It's just like eating locally and shopping locally. It's what builds these our small towns here in Mississippi. If you live in Central Mississippi, there is a Priority One Bank near you, and you can start a relationship with them that's going to benefit you for years to come. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the nearest uh, bank branch to you, let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Hold, please. I'm going to turn on the fan. I'm, it's a little warm in here. It is a little warm. I don't know why it's so warm. Well, it's so it's been cold outside. So, but it's actually not like super cold as we're recording this. But this morning it was like 27 degrees. So big swing. Yeah, it was like 27 when I woke up, and it's like 60 right now. So. That's right. 
That's better. That's better. I was, I was getting a little, little stuffy in here. Could be nice weather uh, Saturday night, Davis Wade Stadium uh, for Mississippi State and Kentucky. You know, an angle we hadn't really talked very much about, but, I mean, this is the final meeting between these two teams for some extended period of time. The last time these teams did not play each other, 1989. So 1990 to 2020. I was uh, about six months old. Well, there you go. A little less than six months. It was probably about four months old. It's right. It was like right after the SEC was like, look, this fault kid's around now. We need to have State play Kentucky. Exactly. So... And and, it's, and, they're, and the all-time record's like 25 and 25. It's 25. So the winner of this game kind of mic drops on the on the other one for however many years. I mean, I assume it'll be in the next four to six years that you'll play them again. Uh, but it's not this year. Or next year, I guess I should say. Um, two teams that are in desperate need of a win for kind of different reasons. I think, you know, for State, yeah, they want to get to six. They want to get to a bowl game. But it's more just about... More just about finding something positive in this season. Whereas with Kentucky, they are very much still alive to have a good season, to have a, a, a seven or an eight win season. Uh, they were 5 0 to start the year. They've lost three straight. They want to get back on track. So, two teams, I don't know if desperate's the right word, but they will be hungry uh, for victory in this game. For me, Robbie, this game kind of comes down to I trust the skill position players, I, I trust Devin Leary and Ray Davis for Kentucky. And I don't so much with Mike Wright, and I don't know who's going to be starting at running back. Have you got any kind of update? I'd have not on Woody Marks. I, I don't have anything. Um, you know, it's been we've had a little more clarity on Marks and Will Rogers the last couple of weeks, but this week it's just kind of quiet. Yeah, I, I know that Will Rogers was practicing. I think he practiced some last week as well. Did practice this week. I just don't think he's going to be ready just yet. I think they're just trying to get him conditioned and. Uh, kind of keep him in the swing of things. I just don't know if that shoulder's quite ready. Mm-hmm. But for Woody, I mean, you're dealing with a hamstring, and if you follow, if you're a big fantasy football fan, you probably follow this more uh, than you would just as an average fan of football. When you're keeping up with a player that you have that's got a hamstring, and sometimes it lingers a little bit. Yes, uh, you know, I had a guy with a hamstring this year, and it just like kept lingering and lingering and miss like three games, you, you just don't know. You know, Woody, if he can actually get out there and play, is going to want to play. This is one of his – well, he's got two more. But, you know, he's coming down the final stretch of his home games at Mississippi State, and he's had a really good year when he's been healthy. And I'm sure this is really frustrating for him because this is setting up to be the best season he's ever had in college, and he just can't stay healthy. But if he is able to go, he's going to go. Um, so I imagine that's probably going to be, um, you know, maybe a game time decision. We'll know pretty early if we see him out there in pads, going through warm ups and stuff like that. We'll know if he's able to go. But I would anticipate not seeing Will Rogers. And you know, if you're one of those people that don't want to get your hopes up, then just anticipate not seeing Woody Marks. And if he's out there, then you're happy. If he's not, you didn't, you weren't expecting it. So right. Sort of, sort of the same way I think about money. Yeah. You know, but when it shows up, great. But I wasn't expecting it to happen anyway. Um, or, you know, if like you have a good day. Like, yeah. You know what? I was not expecting to have a yeah. good day. When my wife is nice to me. <laughs> like, hey, that's out of nowhere. That was nice. But if it doesn't happen, I'm just like, oh, another day on the, another day on the, in the another hood. Day on the, another, another day on the uh, spinning globe here. Yeah. And it is a globe. It's not flat, people. AJ. 
So you're going to talk about people and their conspiracy theories now. I, I said this the other day. Yeah. You know that we have tangible evidence on the Earth. There, there's still some question marks I mean, I about, the, about the moon landing. I, I, okay. Have you? Uh, did oh, did you see? Here we go. We're going down the, the rabbit hole. Here it comes. I was just scrolling through Twitter. Our our friend Dog in the Bayou. Did you see his tweet to us? Yes. That that's excellent. It's really funny. It's clearly Photoshop, but yeah, it, it but I, I, I still love it. It is funny. Yeah, I like that. I, I should, I'll, I'll retweet. Um. <laughs> anyway, Leary had a good game last week. Threw for three hundred and seventy yards. Davis did have a great game last week, but he's been good this season. We all remember what he did to Florida. It just feels like Kentucky, even in defeat, sort of took something away from that game with Tennessee. They found a little bit of offense, and you know, obviously they're not going to beat Alabama, but a little bit of offense is going to be enough to beat Mississippi State, to beat South Carolina in three weeks, and then Louisville. You know, we'll see what happens in the rivalry game. I think Kentucky's going to come into this game very confident. I think I think teams are looking at Mississippi State right now and saying that's a team that we can get, that's a team we can beat. I think Auburn felt that way. I think Arkansas felt that way for the first quarter or two. I think Arkansas felt that way. Mm-hmm. They didn't play. They didn't that play way. that way. That's a good way of putting it. Um, and I feel like that's that's going to be a big difference in this game because I, I feel like Mississippi State's confidence has got to be hurting right now. Yeah, and my my big question is, what are we going to see from Kentucky? To me, that's that's kind of the the question I have because Kentucky has for years looked completely different at home than they have on the road. I go back to two years ago. And I remember when they came to Starkville, I thought, this is a solid Kentucky team. You know, Will Levis had been okay. They were either undefeated or only had one loss coming in that game. And they were like a top 15 team. And they just looked super average by the middle of that ball game. And we've seen them this year have two, I think, solid ball games against Florida. That was a really good game for them. And I thought they played well against Tennessee. What do they look like on the road? Yeah. I mean, they have not been very impressive at all so far this year on the road. So, you know, do they come in and they have they have that, you know, moxie about them? Because if Devin Leary plays like he did last week and they got that on top of Ray Davis, the state's going to get waxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't have any faith in this offense or defense at this point. No, me either. So it's going to be, to me, that's the biggest That's the biggest question mark. Can Kentucky come out and play a complete game, play with confidence on the road? They haven't done that much with Mark Stoops. Yeah. This would be a, this would definitely be, you know, deviating away from who they are. And for State, I mean, if they come out and play well at home, that wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, that, that, that happens. So... I don't know. I, I really don't know what to expect in this game. I, don't, I mean, Kentucky is a beatable team, home or away, and you get them at home, a place where you've won every time since 2010. So, you know, my, my question is, can State, can State do it? Can State come out and take care of business again? My, my concern with State is, is that Kentucky gets going early. Gets up seven nothing, ten nothing, something like that. You might remember, you know, State fell behind ten nothing to Kentucky two years ago here, mm-hmm. but that's a different team and a different situation with Mike Leach, and they end up winning big. But this team, I feel like, if it gets to ten nothing, if it gets something like, you know, if it just gets they get up early, they could get out of hand 
for Mississippi State. State is, is in dire need of early confidence. Um, yeah, it seems like they're kind of fragile right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we talked about that with the Arkansas game and a little bit with the Auburn game, but now, I mean, I think if they had beaten Auburn, they would be a really confident football team. They would be, well, oh, yeah. they've won three in a row, we're, we're going we're gonna to turn this thing around. I think that would have been the mindset, but now I, I just can't help but feel that that's I mean, not shoot, the case. You're coming into that ball game looking for bowl, bowl eligibility at that point. Yeah. I can't. I can't get behind that idea right now. I, I feel like this game is going to get away from Mississippi State. My, my biggest my, my, my thought process this whole week has been Kentucky is going to put points on the board because everybody has put points on the board on Mississippi State. Except for Arkansas. So, except for Arkansas. Arkansas is the outlier. And Arkansas is dead. <laughs> yeah. So it becomes a question of can State match them? Can State go score for score with anybody? And I think the answer to that is no. Yeah. That's, that's where I am right now. So you think it's a it's a... Offense, offense is the difference. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do. I think state. You know, last week against Auburn, I mean, they gave up twenty-seven points, uh, and they still had chances they to still, cut into that lead they, and have they, a chance. They could have made it more interesting there in the second in the second half for sure, but they didn't. Um, but at the same time, it didn't make a difference because they couldn't they couldn't do anything offensively. Yeah, you know it's kind of interesting when you think about what we were saying early in the season. We're like, it doesn't matter what they do offensively; they're so bad defensively. They seem to have found a couple of things here and there. Not to say they played great defense in the first half by any stretch, but twenty-seven points is not an insurmountable. Uh, well, they gave up what three points in the second half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's plenty and enough to get you think, back in. I don't think it was necessarily Auburn. Just uh, Auburn is certainly. I don't think Hugh Freeze on Mississippi State was going to be like, yeah, let's take it easy on them. No, 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 no. So I thought I thought State made some adjustments. They, they might have gotten more conservative, mm-hmm. and I think he admitted that. But you know that, that he wasn't sitting there going, you know what, you know I have a lot of respect for no, no, none of that was happening. I, I think State adjusted a little bit. They played a little better defensively, and then Auburn was trying to run clock and and stuff like that. But State had those opportunities and just couldn't take advantage. And you know what we've seen with Mike Wright there against Arkansas and Auburn. How could you possibly have faith that they're going to be able to do a lot on the offensive side of the ball, score yeah. a lot of points? I, it's just hard to believe. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, you're playing at home. Uh, teams in the SEC and, and really everywhere are a lot different at home than they are on the road. Interesting concept. Yeah. Um, so, I, who knows? This is his first start. I thought he played pretty well last home game mm-hmm. against Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a good game. So, you know, playing in front of the home crowd, I'm sure he'll feed off of that. There's going to be a lot less pressure for them. We'll see. I, I You know, I, I have to see it to believe it. But, you know, we'll see what they're able to do on Saturday. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, have, some, let's have some smiles here. All right, we're going to go back. I, I, I'm going to cut out an interview for you here. Uh, this is from – excuse me. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Uh, woo. This is from Wednesday's Thunder Too Night. Too much dust in here. It is not the du- it's not dusty in here. It's kind of dusty. There's going to be some dusty roads here if you don't be quiet. I'm going to hit you with the, the flip, flop, and fly. Anyway. A little dusty. From, from Wednesday night's Thunder and Lightning Live, as you know, this weekend they are celebrating the 1998 Mississippi State SEC West Championship team. Jackie Sherrill will be here. Most of that team will be here. One man who will also be here is Robert Bean. Bean! Sp- spoke to him on Wednesday night, so let's go ahead and listen to that interview right now so we can just, just smile a little bit today. Remember the good times. The 1998 season, well, I mean, I, I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school when I tell you that it was a lot of fun. 
Um, it's such an interesting season. You think about the SEC West champion now, and you're thinking that's a team that went 12 and one, you know, 13 and one, something like that. That team was eight and five. Now they were eight and three in the regular season. Lost a non-conference game to Oklahoma State, six and two in the conference. Then lost in the SEC championship game to the eventual national champions in Tennessee. Uh, and then lost in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Day, 1999, to Texas in Ricky Williams' final game. I mean, I'll just just tell you that you no team in the country was probably going to beat Texas in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Day in Ricky Williams' final game. So I I, I have made my peace with that with that game, but it was a fun season. Um, the defense was outstanding. Jolie Dunn's defense. Um, Robert Bean obviously was a big part of that. That was the first year really where the big JUCO influx took took. Place and you had guys like him, Ed Smith, um, Ashley Cooper, so on and so forth. I'm probably mentioning some names that he knows. Robert Bean now joins us, and Robert, I was just talking about you know before there was the transfer portal, there was there was the junior college system, and Mississippi State took advantage of that. Jackie Sherrill loved to pluck guys out of the JUCO system. What was it about junior college football players that Coach Sherrill liked so much? Well, I guess that he knew that uh, we was hungry, you know, uh, having to go the uh, junior college route. Uh, we really wanted to succeed and do well, you know, uh, on the next level. And, uh, you know, we had some uh, camaraderie that, uh, you know, we was all just really, really hungry, hungry to mm-hmm. to be successful, hungry to win, you know. And, um, and we all just clicked. We all just came together and clicked. The, the when I think about the way you guys played it on defense, you know Mississippi State the three three five Joe Lee Dunn just getting after it. The key to that defense was to have a guy like you out there on the corner, to have a guy on the island that, especially in nineteen ninety eight, when when the teams weren't running these three and four and five wide sets all the time. If you could take away half the field, you know the, the job was pretty much done. When you think about Coach Dunn and what he asked of you as a cornerback, what do you remember of that? Well, I mean, Coach Dunn, he uh, he just wanted us to do our job, you know. Uh, if you do your job, then, you know, you trust your next man to do his job, and his defense should work, you know. Um, I like like to cover one-on-one, you know. Uh, had Kim Rumson on the other side. He was a good cover guy. So uh, we fit perfectly in the defense, and, you know, and um, any, any receiver that lined up out there with any of our DBs, you know, we uh, kind of had him on lock, so. Um, Jody Dunn, he was a mastermind at it. <laughs> we just wanted to fit a when you look at the way the puzzle. Mm-hmm. When you look at the way this season played out for you guys, you know you had the loss at Oklahoma State, but then you turned around and, and really put three great games together: shutting out South Carolina, dominating Auburn here in Starkville, and uh, a game that I remember you had a touchdown in that game. Did you not? Did you block a punt and take it back? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I blocked the punt, picked it up, and ran it in yeah. for a touchdown real quick. <laughs> Yeah, and then an easy win over East Tennessee State, and then you get three wins at the end of the season there with Alabama, the famous game with Arkansas, and then the Egg Bowl up there in Oxford where you had another interception in that game as well. That three-game stretch at the end of the season to beat Alabama, you beat Arkansas, who who had led the West the entire season, and then to go to Ole Miss. Is that, you know, when you think about your college career, is that really where you, where you like to look, you know, think back the most at? Uh, yeah, I'd like to think back at that we didn't quit, you know, even when, uh, 
team score against us, we knew that we can score right back against them. You know, we were just a uh, real uh, dog. One, we are all about dog fight. You know, we're trying to make this a dog fight, and we're going to fight all the way to the end. So, we really persevered and stuck in, even when we was behind. Uh, that we knew we was going to come back. We knew the defense was going to stop them. We knew that our offense was going to score a touchdown. So, uh, you know, we just put our heart into it, and, and we just tucked it all the way through. The the Arkansas game is the one that everybody likes to look back at, you know, a game for the SEC West Championship. Uh, Mississippi State wins on the last second field goal by Brian Hazelwood. But that was a game where, you know, State had to put together an incredible drive to uh to, to to get into field goal range and before that had to make a couple of, of key stops. You know, what are your your favorite memories from that particular game? Well, I remember uh I remember I all I thought to myself is if I had a chance I'm going to try to make a play. That's all I was really thinking about. And uh and I knew they ran a little play action I recognized from watching film. And I actually got an interception. Broke up the pass from the tight end, yeah. hit my arm. I saw the ball intercepted. You know, got a little yardage and went down. And I just knew that that we had a chance, a fighting chance. So uh, yeah, it was a great, great comeback on us. So that interception hit your arm. There was another interception that hit your leg a year later. I don't know if anybody's ever asked you about that particular play. Oh, the kick against uh, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I was thinking yeah, about the uh, the Egg Bowl in '99. Oh, the Egg Bowl, yeah, the Egg Bowl game, yes, that was crazy. That was yeah. crazy too old man. You, you had a knack for throwing up interceptions off of body parts, is basically what I what I've learned. Yeah. Here, so. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, it was, so, it was the thing we did as kids. You know, you kind of play, uh, try to play butts up, kick the ball up, tip tip in. You know, you're out playing basketball, and you know, mm-hmm. I was out there having fun. So I was just creative at the moment. You know what I mean? So this weekend in, in Starkville, they're going to uh, they're going to to celebrate the '98 team. Uh, are you going to be in Starkville this weekend for the uh, for the for the uh, the yes, ceremony? Sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I'll be great. there. Yeah. When you think about that, that you know what it's going to mean for the for to see the, the that team and see the uniforms that you guys used to wear, which I know Mississippi State fans are thrilled to see back out on the field. The the interlocking MSU, the Miss State on the front of the jersey. That's the jersey that so many people identify with Mississippi State. You know what what are what are the feelings you you, you know you feel knowing that you're going to come back and be on be on that field one more time? Well, I'm just just nostalgia, just shock, just. Uh... You know, as I look back on it and, see and understand how big the games were that we won and, and what we accomplished, um, I'm just I'm just happy to come back and just be a part of that. Um, you know, we put our blood, sweat, and tears on the field, and and uh, I had to, I needed to come back. I had to come back to this. Had to. Yeah. How often do you uh, do you get to talk to Coach Cheryl? Is that, is that a relationship that you know you text him every now and then for for whatever reason? Well, I yeah, I follow him on Facebook. Uh, I follow him all mm-hmm. on Facebook. Everybody in the Bulldog uh, section. Uh, he's come in. I chatted with him uh, a couple of times, once or twice. I think it's like once. But uh, he was telling me I need to come on back to Mississippi State. At the time I was working, I couldn't get there. So uh, this time I'm able to uh, get there. You know, parents. 
Yeah. Should be a, an incredible thing to see the team and see those guys who meant so much to Mississippi State. You know, the only Mississippi State team to make the SEC championship team to win the SEC West. And with the SEC West going, uh, sort of going out of business at the end of this year and no more divisions, they'll be the only yeah. one of all time. Robert Bean, I really appreciate it. Next time you see Fred Smoot, you tell him I said that you were a better cornerback than him. <laughs> I let him know. <laughs> He won't, he won't like that, but you tell him I said it. So appreciate it, Robert. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, man. I love him, though. All right. Thank you. That's Robert Bean, Mississippi State cornerback, all-SEC player for the Bulldogs back in 1998. That team will be honored at halftime. Coach Sherrill will be here along with a lot of the great players from that 1998 team. I, you know, As a guy who was in college still in 1998 and got to follow that team and go to a lot of their games, I was at the Egg Bowl there in 98 when they, when they clinched the, uh, the SEC West and, and won the Golden Egg Trophy. It'll certainly be great to see some of those guys, and that nostalgia that he was talking about there, uh, I will definitely be feeling that as well uh, up there in the press box. Plus, I can't wait to see these, uh, these uh, throwback uniforms. In my opinion, Mississippi State should throw out the other uniforms and just go with this. That is the Bulldog look that we all know and love. So, All right, we've got to talk a little bit more about this actual game this weekend, Mississippi State-Kentucky. We'll do that when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks so much to Robert. Really appreciate some of his time reliving some of those great memories on, uh, on from 1998. All right, let's move on into Playmakers and Predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Oh, I'm doing one of your favorites this Ooh. weekend. What are you doing, the that, pizza? No, no, no. Mississippi pot roast. Ooh. We got a big Is old five-pounder chuck roast. Chuck today. roast? Yeah. By the way, I, I remember good. when chuck roast was like something our parents bought because they didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Now, now that's the same price as steak used to be. Like sometimes you would see the chuck roast and like, ah, it's like eight bucks. And now I wish I had chuck roast like every yeah. night. Yeah, my, I used to not like pot roast that much. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm I got the beef heading to the grill this weekend, and so should you. Mississippi pot roast is a great easy recipe to do, but man, so is a the steak. They had to, I, I was at Kroger today here in Starkville. They've got a big special on New York strips. They had them all cut up, looking good. If I hadn't gone with the roast, I might have gone with the steaks. I mean, it's just it's just that easy. If you're cooking out this weekend, throw some beef on the grill. And don't forget to vote for your favorite steakhouse or burger restaurant. That's at the Facebook page for Mississippi, the Mississippi Beef Council. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. Guys, if you're going to be in Starkville this weekend, if you want to watch college football on Saturday before you head to the stadium, do it at Two Brothers. You can get a great meal. they got got plenty of big screens with all the games on, and you'll have a great time. And then you can just walk right over to Davis Wade Stadium and enjoy some college football here in Starkville. Anytime you have a chance to go to Two Brothers, take advantage of it. It's one of the best places, not only in Starkville, but in the whole SEC. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they sure have done that for a long time, 48 years. When some business has been open that long, that is a proof positive that they have been taking care of their customers the whole time. So when you need technology for your business, give them a call, and then if you do need service, you can just call them back, and, buddy, they take care of you. That's what you want. You want to be treated like a neighbor? Well, then you want to deal with Mississippi businesses. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. 
The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, well, that's the place to find this the next polo or quarter zip you're going to be wearing to Davis Wade Stadium, to the Hump, to Duty Noble Field. Great styles, great selection, and they have the logos that you want. They have the M over S, they have the state script, they have the interlocking MSU. Don't waste any time. Head to the Rogue in Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Get it before Christmas, and don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. All right, man, we need some uh, playmakers here. Who do you got offensively, Robbie? I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do the same thing two weeks in a row. Woody Marks. Okay. I, I think that was I, – I said Woody last week would be the playmaker if he played. Didn't play, and the offense really struggled. I think that's the case this week. They need him there. Mm-hmm. And it feels strange saying that when you look at the two running backs that they had and the uh, production that Seth Davis and uh, Jeffrey Pittman both had. Highly productive ball game for those two. But Woody's just a different kind of guy. He's a calming force for the offense. He helps you out of the backfield. I think he's caught a pass in every game, if not almost every single game of his career. And I think they really need him back in the ball game. So to me, it's it's Woody. And you can make a case for Mike Wright, too. I think him having a good ball game is huge for Mississippi State. So I, th- I think I'm going to stick with Woody, though, this week. Some hedging, which I don't think I've ever done, but I'm gonna you, you hit them both. If he plays, I go Woody Marks. Yeah. If he doesn't, I go Mike Wright. I, I think that's kind of where I sit too. Yeah, I, I just if if Woody plays, he is the difference. I, I made this comment. I think this this I said this on uh on sports on sports talk where I would love to see like a deep analytic dive in yards per play with Woody on the field versus Woody off. Mm-hmm. I bet it's significant. And he's just a huge, huge piece of what Mississippi State wants to do. And he has been their best playmaker this year. Uh, so I'm going to go with him. I think I think Woody Marks is that guy. But if he's not healthy, then it really does fall onto Mike Wright's shoulders. He's got to deliver. He's got to be, he's got to be a little bit better with his legs. He has not been as good a runner as I thought he was going to be. He's uh, been kind of like... A little hesitant. Well, that and, you know, he's been tripping... Kind of falling down stuff like he looks like he doesn't have his legs under him. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what what the deal is there, but yeah, he he hasn't he hasn't looked as comfortable as I thought he was going to look. Yeah. All right, what do you got for the uh, defensive side of the ball? I think State's going to need to stop the run. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Jaden Crumedy okay. up front. I think they they need to stop the run first and foremost, and it's something that they. I think did pretty well a couple years ago, and they forced Will Levis two years ago to beat them in the pocket, and it was just kind of disastrous. I think that's what they got to do with Devin Leary, and Devin Leary's really good, but I I want to put the game on his shoulders. I'm going to stop the run, and then you know you're you're going to want to pressure him too and, and make him make some mistakes. But I think Jaden Crumedy's huge in that regard, plugging the the run and and also you know uh, allowing some guys on the edge to be freed up and make some plays. So I'm, I'm going to go Crumity there. So we're thinking opposite here because my thought is Kentucky's going to come out and try to pass. They, they've seen how teams have played against Mississippi State, the kind of success they've had passing the football, thinking they're going to go after it. I don't trust anybody in that secondary outside of Sean Preston. Yeah. He's the only one I would give any kind of trust to. So I'm going to go with Sean Preston. you trust him at all coming into the season? That is one of the biggest turnarounds I can remember. A guy that like I, I had no expectations for. He's playing at an all-SEC level on yeah. a terrible defense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I really wish this defense was good, that they could, they could showcase him a little bit more with as good as he's been. 
Um, State's going to need him to, to force a turnover as he's done the past. You know, when State's played well, he's been able to get his hands on the ball. So they need that this weekend. So I'm going to go with Sean Preston for my defensive guy. Who's your X Factor? My X Factor is Xavier Thomas. Last week he had the best game of his career as a receiver. I feel like he's close to um, making a play in the return game. It seems like he's really starting to kind of come into his own. And uh, last week could be the breakthrough performance that he needs to really take that next step. I think that's uh, that's going to be the guy that makes a big play in this ball game that changes it for the Bulldogs if they're able to win it. So we're, we're, we're sort of on the same page for this one. It's kind of interesting that we, we agreed on offense, we disagreed on defense. Here we're, we're, we're in the same ballpark. Because I, I say Tulu Griffin. State's at the point where they've got to start force-feeding him. Like they've, they, they have to put the ball in his hands ten times a game. And it doesn't matter how you do it. It's, I'm glad he's on the field. You know That was the problem before. You couldn't even get him on the field. Yeah. Now it's he's on the field, but he's not getting the ball. They have to design plays. They have to give short passes. They can't, you know, especially with Wright, I don't think they can just trust Tulu Griffin on those deep routes because I don't think Wright's going to throw them. So this is not a great Kentucky defensive team. There should be some opportunities. Tulu Griffin, 10 to 12 touches in this game is a must. They've been lining them up at running back last year. They have, which, I mean, go back a couple years. We were talking about that on this show. You were definitely all in on that. I I did not think they should put them at running back, Mm -hmm. at least not in the air raid. Right. um, In some two-back sets, though, he can be effective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, prediction time. What do you got? You know, I just don't feel good about this game for Mississippi State. I just don't think that they're in a, a good place mentally right now. There's a lot of talk about, you know, Zach Arnett and and his future here and you know, it just doesn't seem like he he's willing to get up there and say, you know, this is my team, I want to be here. Like I just I don't get the vibe that everybody's like all in, you know, and, and really excited about the future or anything like that. So maybe this game can change that. Maybe a win in this game can bring some fire out of the coaching staff and things like that, but as it stands right now, I just don't see a lot of juice. That's been the word I've been using with this this program, and that's what I feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Kentucky in this game. I think, um, you know, maybe something like you know twenty twenty seven to seventeen mm. or something. Um, you know, until proven otherwise, I just that's just where I sit with this Mississippi State program. We we are we are turning into an old married couple. We're finishing each other's uh, sentences. Yes, uh, because we're. I'm I very, was going to say sandwiches. I like sandwiches. Uh, I'm very close to you on this one. I, I I see it the same way. Kentucky gets points and State just can't keep up. Yeah. 31-17 is my final score uh, for Mississippi State versus. That Kentucky. would just about. I think that would just about do it. That's that's it. At, at that point, it, it turns everybody in. would just about be checked out at that point. And yeah. It's interesting. Barring a miracle in the Egg Bowl, you're not getting the six wins. The Egg Bowl, you know, attendance in the Egg Bowl, it's the Egg Bowl, so people will show up. I think by and large for that. But you know, USM is a game where. It's USM. We've got yep. a historical, you know, but that's two fan bases that don't want to come watch college football. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, there may not be a lot of people in, that, in the stands for that one. Oof. But we'll see. We'll see what happens on Saturday. All they're, right. They're hanging on by a thread right now. Yeah. This is kind of like the this is, this is last the, stand. Yeah. If they, if if they don't win will. here, then, then people are going to, the, the, the bandwagon will be officially empty at yes. that point. Guys, have a great weekend. If you're headed to Starville, please be careful. And if you see Robbie or I out and about, please come and speak to us. We love meeting you guys and talking with you. Uh, don't miss the uh, tailgate show here on uh, on Laser 96.1, three hours before kickoff. That's me, 
uh, talking about this game. We'll have a repeat of my interview with John Hale that you heard on yesterday's podcast, so if you missed that, you can hear it there. Also, don't forget, today in Starkville, Super Talk Mississippi will be live at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. Uh, we will be there for two shows, actually, uh, for Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Always love when Gerard has to come to Starkville because you know he doesn't want to be here. And <laughs> on Sports Talk Mississippi, it's just me. Three hours of just me, but I have been told, I have heard, I have, I have reached out to Robbie Falk, and he has said he will be there in the 5 o'clock hour to do some, uh, some radio with me. Yes. Very good. Yes, I will. Uh, also, we'll be talking. I, to... I, I totally forgot about that, but yeah, well, I'll be there. Yeah. Also, we'll be talking to high school football with Will East. How did you end up doing this show by yourself? Okay, so Richard is is going to one of his games. I don't I don't know who Richard's calling this weekend, but he's out of town. I think he's at San Antonio, Texas San Antonio. And then last week when we were in Oxford, Borky was like, "Hey, do you think it, it'll be okay if uh, I take the day off?" And uh, Richard was like, uh, "Yeah, I was like, I can handle. I was like, I can handle the show. It's not a big deal." It's just three hours. Yeah, I've done it before. And then I was like, you know, we have a remote, though. He was like, oh, no, I didn't know that. So they got a, they got a remote. So They I, slithered out uh, of coming to You know what? With. I didn't want them here anyway. And neither did Dr. Keenum. And he and I are going to talk tomorrow. Charlie Winfield and I are going to talk tomorrow. Take it over, brother. There was one, there was one you know, concession. You had to talk to somebody from Ole Miss? There, is a, there will be one Ole Miss interview. David Kellum will join me for one segment tomorrow. Oh. So the voice of the Rebels and the voice of the people. Will the People's be, Champ. The People's Champ will be on tomorrow on, uh, on, on Sports Talk Mississippi. So a really good show. Hope you'll check it out. If you want to come by the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. So I'm, I need to come to the Greater Starkville Development to do yeah. the interview. Yes, that's okay. where we're going to be. So okay. There'll be some food, too. Oh, I love food. I know. <laughs> you like food. You like food? I, I like food. Perfect. Fantastic. All right, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you again soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.